Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other host, Brendan McCullough, and we have some returning guests. We have John Somnes and uh, Charles Maxwood. How are you guys? Great. I'm doing good. Very good. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to have uh, two of the entreprogrammers out of four on at once. Uh, how's like how's everything in the podcasting world for each of you? you you're both so involved. Uh, I know, like I, I just mentioned, you're on the same podcast, The Entreprogrammers, but Chuck is uh, the head of this whole Dev Chat TV website, and then we have John, who also has, uh, well, you an, originally had Get Up and Code, which I, I would love to talk to you about what's going on with that, actually. Yeah, I'd like to know what's going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I had someone take over the, the, the host, and he didn't produce any episodes anymore. I was like, I didn't Oh, know. that I sucks. I was like, I don't want to see this go down in flames, so I'm going to hand it over to someone who can carry the torch. And uh, instead, they let it go down in flames. So, uh, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's that's out of your control. That's unfortunate. I, I was curious myself because I did see the, the last few episodes were by somebody else, and I was like, well, that I was excited for this person to yeah. kind of take up the reins, but that's uh, unfortunate. But it is what it is. But I do know you also have another podcast, the Simple Programmer Podcast. That how's that doing? Good. Yeah, that's been growing pretty pretty rapidly. It's really what that is is I've been doing YouTube videos, a lot of YouTube videos, like over fifteen a week. Jeez! And, wow. And that podcast comes from like three. It, it comes out three times a week. It's it's like three of the YouTube videos, the audio from that. So I figured I might as well make a podcast out of out of that. So that's yeah, that's where that one comes from. But most of my efforts now are, are really focused on on the YouTube. I think that's a real good good medium. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's that seems to be working out for you. Yeah, last I checked, you're well over a hundred episodes, so that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we ourselves are approaching a hundred real soon. We're just a few episodes away at this recording, so that'll be interesting. When we're still trying to determine what we're going to do, if we do anything special or not. Nice. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Most podcasts don't make it past five, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's what I remember being told early on, and I was like, "I'm not gonna let that happen." <laughs> but no, yeah. um, but hundred hundred's big. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, and hopefully, our listeners aren't sick of us just yet. Uh, <laughs> I remember realizing <laughs> they are. We... It's real easy to quit listening. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I yeah. think you're in good shape. Our statistics have proven that. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of that, I'd love to at least get your feedback on podcasting in general and like where it's moving forward uh, in 2016. So I've been doing some research and like reading like, Oh, well, what, what have the statistics been like on podcasting? Like lately, I know we're kind of in like, I don't know if I want to say a Renaissance, but like a booming period where it's just been like uh, the graphs are just going up and up. I'm curious to ask you guys specifically, do you think we're, like is 2016 and like the next few years going to continue that trend? Or are we going to plateau kind of relatively soon or have we plateaued? I think it's going to continue to grow. And the reason why I say that is mostly due to the fact that I see podcasts breaking into other places where people traditionally would listen to or watch something else. So for example, you see uh, the smart TV stuff. Um, you can put podcasts on your Apple TV on the new one. You can uh, you can get podcasts through uh, the Amazon Echo if you have them on Stitcher. You can get them in your car if it has one of those fancy schmancy with a screen and connects either to your phone or sometimes just to the web or has a Stitcher app. People can pick up podcasts there. 
And so it's growing because people can get them more readily and more easily as they become more and more connected to the internet. The other thing is, is I think people are figuring out that they can get specialized content that would never appeal to a mass audience on TV, but is still stuff that they want to see, hear, or otherwise consume on on the medium like podcasts. The other thing is, is that podcast is a first-class citizen. Now, uh, Google treats it very well. Um, on iTunes, it's always been a first-class citizen. So you definitely see some uptick there as uh, those companies continue to innovate in the space too. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts, John? Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it is still going to be on the uptick. I think, I mean, it's always been this whole idea of radio. This is the new radio, right? And radio has always been with us as as a as a powerful medium you know one of the things about podcasting is that you can listen to it you, you can consume podcasts while you're doing other activities and especially commuting and working out and so i think that there's you know that's that's a gap I mean, blogging can't fill that gap video really can't fill that gap for, for the most part mm-hmm. so i think there's always going to be that space and also you know the barrier to entry is sort of lowered down i think before there's a lot of information out there now about creating podcasts and it's easier and there's more and more tools. You know, there's probably when we were first talking, starting onto programmers, we were talking about building like a, a web-based platform to make it super easy for people to create podcasts. We, we were going to call it podcast recorder where you could just click a button and have everyone's audio sync and you could all do, do it all through the web browser. And now there's about yeah. like four or five solutions that do that that do exactly what we, we said. So it's like the barrier to entry to, to create a podcast is much smaller. I remember when I was first starting out, you know, my first podcast and get up and code, it was like, I had to research all this stuff. I had no idea. Like, and I had to piece together all these pieces of stuff to figure out how to just create a podcast. So that barrier of entry is definitely less, a lot more people into it, but I think there will be a filtering out process. So, so I think there's this boom right now. And I think what will end up happening, it's a good opportunity time right now, but the people that stick with it, the podcasts that stick with it and gain the audience, they're going to win out. And then those are going to become, you know, there's that opportunity for those to become kind of the flagship podcast. And then, and then I don't think the offer that same opportunity that's existing right now is going to exist in like two to three years. I think it's now is the time to go and do it. And if you don't, then it's going to be harder to break in because there's only so many things that people can listen to. Right. And so, they're going to be they're going to be choosing them, and then once those 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 consistent and good podcasts gain that momentum, it's going to be harder to break into that. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like just even looking in, like if you just go to iTunes and see how many podcasts there are, and just browsing and stuff, it does seem like already it's kind of oversaturated. But it's nice to have that many options, and it's like you never know. Like there could be so many various gems throughout that list that you're just going to really adore. So I guess it's better to have options than to not. But I do agree that there is going to have to be some kind of filtering out process as we move forward. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is is that some people are going to do podcasts because they love doing podcasts. Right. And they'll be happy that they have the 30 people that listen to them every week or every day or however often they do it. And those podcasts will continue because that's what they're about. And then you're going to have other people who jump in and do the podcasts and they want to see it make money and they want to see it, you know, give them certain returns on investment, be that they sell products or something else. And some of them are going to make enough to make it. And some of them are going to make enough to not make it or not make enough to make it. And they're going to get 
uh, you know, eventually the podcasters behind them will drop them. So there will be some filtering out, but at this point, um, I, I don't think we're even close to saturation yet. And it's okay. really interesting because, um, it's like the, the smartphone market, right? I mean, you know, two or three years ago, they were still trying to get people in the United States to buy smartphones. And at this point, you, you hear, uh, Apple and, and Android talking about market share and in places where smartphone technology is still emerging and where it's still becoming inexpensive enough for people to buy it. That's where they're picking up market share now. And you've kind of got a saturation here in the United States where if people wanted a smartphone by now, they have one. They've picked Android or, or iOS. You know, there, there are people that switch over, but not very many. And yeah. uh, we're, we're just not there with podcasting yet. And I don't think we're going to be there for another five years or so. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm glad to get your uh, input on that. Um, yeah, it's funny. I feel like we have a podcast, uh, like, well, I, I feel like you guys mentioned early on, like, there'll be a natural filtering process with, like, the podcasts that don't make it past five episodes. Uh, on our network, uh, we already had a podcast that we tried and it didn't really work out, so we already had to retire it. So I feel like it happens to every other podcast, at least. Yeah, and the only way to get make that statistic better is to get better at picking them, and even that's hard. So, I mean, I, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, okay. Well, I guess let's, uh, I guess since we have like some really notable entre uh, entrepreneurs on the podcast, I'd love to just ask this general question and hear your, uh, answers. Like what's been th your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur that you face like currently and, or like in your overall journey? I'll let you go first. John. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was waiting for John to chime in and say, well, I've yeah, got this course. problem. <laughs> I mean, the, so one it's thing... It's a broad question, I'm sorry. It, it is, but, uh, you know, generally, I think really the biggest problem that I've had is just not having... And this is going to sound funny to people who kind of know my journey through, you know, building the podcasts and uh, getting sponsorships and doing some of the products and conferences that I'm doing now. Uh, but I, I think really just part of the problem was just not knowing um, and not having the confidence to just step up and, and do stuff. So, for example, um, if I had known the kind of uh, power that the reach that JavaScript Jabber, Ruby Rogues, and Adventures in Angular in particular, but the other shows also have, and just how exceptional they are as far as the number of listeners that we have, and especially in a niche market or the niche markets that we're in, um, I, I would have done things completely differently. I mean... Uh, I would have asked more for sponsorships. I would have been creating products a whole lot earlier. I would have been trying to build my mailing list. But yet, a lot of those things are things that I've done over the last six months or the last year, even though I've been podcasting and part of the successful shows for Ruby Rogues is coming up on five years. And so wow. by by understanding where I was at, I think I think that's one thing. And just not understanding, look, I mean, you can do whatever it is you, you want and you can try and reach or use your reach in whatever way you want to build whatever success you want. And I just didn't have the confidence to do that until I talked to a few other podcasters, talked to some other entrepreneurs, uh, John, Derek, and Josh, notably being some of them. Um, and then figuring out, oh, okay, I can actually go for this. I can do this. I can, uh, you know, I, I, I can even screw it up really badly and come back and do well at it with something else or with a slightly different approach or with a completely different approach. 
and that all of that can work out and make sense. Right now, the things that I'm facing are that I am completely overwhelmed. Um, I have way more to do than I can possibly get done. And figuring out who to bring on and how to get them up to the point where they can actually take some of that or a lot of that off of my plate has been rather difficult. Um, I just have never been in a position where I had to build systems for getting those kinds of things done until now. And when I was before, I would just sort of dump it all off toward uh, my assistant, who's been my assistant for like four or five years now, Mandy. But at this point, it's getting to the point where I can't just throw everything her way because she doesn't have the bandwidth to take it all now. And yeah. so I, I'm looking at, okay, who can I bring on and who can I bring on that you know I can pay what I can afford to pay and train them to get it done? And that means building systems and being very uh, specific about what needs to be done and very deliberate about the way that I communicate it. And in some ways, I'm failing and in some ways, I'm succeeding. And that's just been really tough. And what goes along with being completely overwhelmed is is a lack of focus. And so those are kind of the two things that I am really dealing with right now. Um, my kids have had some issues with school. Um, both of my daughters, it turned out, hadn't turned in quite a lot of homework this last term. Uh, they're in third grade and first grade. So, I mean, it's not life-changing, but at the same time, they need to build those habits, and it's important um, my son has had some behavioral issues where he actually got suspended last week. And I mean, it's just, you know, so it's okay. Well, I need to focus over here, but at the same time, uh, with the business and what it brings in and what I have to spend to keep things going, I'm not completely comfortable that I can take a week or two off or, you know, spend as much time as I feel like I need to with the family to take care of those things and still take care of the other things that I have going on. And so I've been working through that and I've been working extra hours, you know, so I take the time off to take care of the family things and then come back and work the extra hours to make up the other stuff. And, uh, you know, and then I've been traveling and I'm going to be traveling again at the end of this month. Uh, if you're in San Francisco, by the way, or, or Las Vegas around the end of, uh, March, beginning of April, uh, let me know. Las Vegas, you can let John know too. He's going to be there. Um, but anyway, it's just that, that kind of thing. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, what do I have to give up or what do I have to push off of my plate in order to make this work? And I'm getting down to the point where there are things that I either can't or really don't feel good about pushing off my plate. So then I have to figure out some of these focus issues. Yeah, that does sound like uh, a tough thing to have to deal with. I really think, though, if you can find the right person to help you, I'm not sure what that like entails, but that, that might be what you're after. Yeah, one thing that I have been doing is I've figured out some of the things that I do need to offload, and I need to understand what's going on there, but I don't need to actually deeply understand or do what's going on there. Uh, a few of them, and one of them makes me feel really funny, and the other one doesn't. Uh, so I am actually interviewing bookkeepers this week <laughs> so that they can um, basically do my bookkeeping, but also give me reports that help me figure out if I'm on track for what I need to get done. And then Definitely. Uh, the other one, you know, and that's pretty easy to identify. I need a bookkeeper. Uh, the other one is uh, the programming. So I just hired another programmer last month to uh, work on devchat.tv, which is funny because it's a podcast network for developers. And I am a developer, but I don't have the time to actually do the development work. And it's not that it's even a full-time job to do the development work that I need done. But with everything else that I have going on, I just don't have time. Of course. Um, I'm, I'm also looking at possibly bringing somebody else in to help Mandy manage all the conferences. 
<laughs> so I, I mean, was just yeah, I was going to ask you specifically about that. You probably have some on the horizon, don't you? Yeah. So Ruby Remote Conf is the week before I go down to uh, San Francisco and Las Vegas. Uh, okay. Sa- San Francisco, I'm going to be at the Build Conference. Las Vegas, um, we're doing a retreat for entre programmers, and then um, we're going to be at MicroConf. But yeah, the week before that is Ruby Remote Conf, and then about three weeks after that is iOS Remote Conf. And then the one that I'm really expecting to take off, I, I'm getting emails about it already. Who's going to speak at it is React Remote Conf. And that's oh, in May. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, I've, that's going to... Yeah, I've got all kinds of people excited about it. Um, I'm trying to get the word out right now about calls for proposals and things like that. But it, it takes a lot of work to get everything lined up and, and really clicking along for those. So M- Mandy does a lot of it now, but at the same time, she also edits the podcasts and this and that and the other. And sometimes I'm not very clear with her about what I need done or when I need it done. And so then we're in a rush to get things done and that's stressful. So, you know, and that goes back to that delegation and systems thing. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we're at right now. And so I just need to bring somebody in. I've also looked at, um, handing more responsibility to Mandy and then finding somebody who can edit the podcast because, um, you can typically find people who are quite a bit cheaper per hour than Mandy to do that. And they do a good job. And so by moving things off of her plate there, then I can say, look, I'm going to move this off. She spends about half of her time that she works for me editing the podcast. That's kind of hard. But the flip side of that is, is that then I can go back and I can say, look, I need you to manage my calendar. I need you to manage all of the travel stuff. I need you to manage, you know, this, this, and this. Um, and just, just completely take it off my plate and just ask me when you have a question. Um, I need you to manage a lot more with the conferences. Um, I need you to write some of these things like instructions for getting into the conferences and stuff like that. And then, and you know, and so I, I take a bunch off of her plate, but I'd also put a whole bunch more on her plate that I just don't have time to do. Yeah, that's totally fair. Okay. And I guess, how about you, John? I was just going to say, so there, there for all you young wannabe entrepreneurs, how, here is a nice kick in the nuts for you, Chuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just in case. Now that Chuck has kicked you in the nuts, I will finish. He softened you up, and I will finish <laughs> you off. <laughs> you I'm not say, I, didn't say, I didn't say I wasn't enjoying it. I was no, just saying that yeah. parts of it, I'm definitely, yeah. It's I'm good. definitely it's, not enjoying some yeah. of it. Well, no, it's good to hear that because, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of people have these really big open dreams. They don't realize that it's a lot of hard work and a lot of stress. I mean, it's not yeah. it's like, you know, I definitely wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm sure you wouldn't either, Chuck, but, but it no. is a lot of work. It is. You, you, it's not just, you know, all fun and, and, and you know, laying out in the, in the pool and, and, you know, making money on the Internet. So. Yeah, yeah you, you talk to him about. You talk to them about going into business on their own and, you know, you get the heart music and the ripple effect, exactly. you know, and, and, and then they, yeah, and then they, you know, uh, they're sitting on the beach with whatever drink of their choice and, you know, four or five of whatever gender they're attracted to that look awesome, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like, yeah, my people will take care of that. And it's like, oh, if only you knew. <laughs> that's what i mean as a listener to entreprogrammers it's cool to hear the ups and downs of it all because it isn't always like i remember especially early in the podcast there was so many like down moments but then like every time you guys had like a win it was so like glorious and it was, everyone was like cheering for you <laughs> yeah it's nice to let those guys make some of my mistakes for me so i started <laughs> down that road and john's like stop 
Uh, that's the best thing of a mastermind group. But, you, <laughs> but um, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, John. I was gonna say, but yeah, you definitely can get to that four-hour work week kind of. That that is not actually a pipe dream because I mean, like you know, for 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 the ones that have been following the entrepreneur program, it's obviously I, I spent like you know three months in Europe and and I spent the last couple of months in San Diego. So I and then the last year I went to Hawaii. So I mean, I got to the business. I I went through some struggles, but I got the business to a point where I could actually step away from it, really step away from it, truly. For a long time and and really work you know short amount of time and, and still not not increase the business but but at least keep it maintaining so it is possible it's it sort of but it doesn't start that way <laughs> and that's what i'll well, talk about I, I guess is <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if you could have done that long term anyway like no, three months yeah that would have worked out but yeah i don't know if you could have done it for a year or two years or three years and had it coast and stayed maintained no i think i mean i think you can get to a point where you could do that i think you can yeah but at, at a certain level, right? You know, but, um, but yeah, but, but I guess really the, the biggest thing, like the struggle for me has been being able to get to, to that point with, with simple programmer. And that the struggle really has been, I said, the biggest thing for me has been not knowing what I'm, what the hell I'm doing <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like you go and do something. And first of all, you don't know if it's going to work. And then you don't know how to do it and you know you're going to screw it up, but you don't know how you're going to screw it up or how you're going to know that you screwed it up and how you're going to learn from it, right? That's the whole, it's like, it's a big ball of unknown mystery, it, you know, the first time you do anything. And that's the, the whole thing. It's like, and no one can tell you, right? Because it's like, it's this business model. Well, you know, I made money doing this thing, but will it work for you? I, I don't know. It, it may, yeah. it may not. If you don't <laughs> screw it up, and how do I know if I don't screw it up? Right? There's just a lot of questions. It's really just you know, being an entrepreneur is diving into the unknown and saying, well, you know, I I I will figure out what to do when I get there, and that and and being comfortable to to be able to do that, or or pushing yourself forward even when you're uncomfortable, because you know, for for me, every step along the way. I, I was not clear, you know, looking back, it's, it's very clear and it seems easy, but I remember, you know, certain, there are certain milestones and points. You know, I remember selling my first product and not thinking that someone would pay $75 for it. And then, you know, and now getting to the point where I'm selling that product, you know, once a day for, for two or $300. And, but, but I didn't believe it. I didn't, I didn't know how to even create a product or to launch that product or to sell that product or to do email. How do I do that? Right. And it was all just kind of figuring this out one step at a time. And then, and then you kind of work off of that foundation. And then, you know, another big one for me that really was, was a huge turning point, which changed from to the point where the business could be more like the four hour work week, where I could take time away from it was, was figuring out how to delegate and how to build systems and processes to get other people to do stuff. Because at, at first it was just me and I was editing video and editing audio and making images for blog posts and writing blog posts and making videos and recording podcasts and doing all of this stuff. And now, I mean, at this point, I've got, I've got someone that edits my video that does, you know, that, that writes blog posts for me, that manages the editorial calendar, that writes transcripts, that does the the bookkeeping, that does you know a, a lot of the almost all the all the things that 
that that I was doing before. And when it, when I went to that, I had no idea how to get to that point, right? That was a big question, and it was scary because I, I didn't know that that was possible, and I didn't know how to get there. But it's like it's kind of like stepping out one step at a time into you know like in in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when he's like walking across that <laughs> that you know what I'm talking about where you can't yeah you can mm-hmm. see it's like that last trial <laughs> uh, and, and you can't see where you're stepping and that's how it, it it feels like and you know I had to figure out that I could uh, how to hire someone right and how to how to fire people and how to you know to to tell them how to even train them right to give them the information to be able to do the job correctly. So, yeah, so that was, you know, it, and, and it's still, and the biggest thing now that I'm struggling with is, is how to, is how to take that to the next level, how to get to, to the, the, the next, where, where's the next place I need to go and, and how am I going to figure that out? You know, it, it's probably going to be something around paid advertising or, or it's going to be, you know, I, I don't even know, right? It's, it's like you don't know what the next step is until you're right about to take it, and then and then you've got to figure out all the all the rules to that. So that's, I mean, that's that's a big thing. Is that I'd say for a regular job, you know, you can someone will tell you what to do, and if you do what they tell you, you can be judged on that and graded, and you get a raise or a pat on the back, right? But for an entrepreneur. No one tells you what to do and no one can even tell you if you're doing it right. And, <laughs> and a lot of times you don't get the results until three months later. So <laughs> it's a lot of just stepping out and trusting in yourself and, and, and doing it in faith and realizing that as long as you keep on swinging and as, as long as you keep on failing and falling down, that you're eventually going to stumble on some hard ground and you're eventually going to make something work. And you just have to keep on doing that process, you know, and you're never going to know the answers. You're never going to know, you know, the, the, the right thing to do. You're only going to kind of stumble. And so that, that's, that's the thing is that I think for a lot of people, it's really challenging to, to be able to do that, to be able to accept that because we want formulas. We want to know what we can do to be successful. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, for me, it's been it's been hard to not have that, to not have that security and just to have to, you know, kind of trust and faith and, and hope for the best and, and, and keep on working through it. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. There, there you go. Bam. Here's another, there's a, there's a body <laughs> clip. Oh, don't uh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners nuts are sore. Uh, you know, but, but at the same time, I mean, you know, the thing you're talking about there, John, with, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I found that once I got over the fear of that, then I open myself up to, I've got this really crazy, stupid idea that just might work. Right. And, you know, to see some of those pay off is kind of fun. But at the same time, I mean, when you're doing it, it's like the risk and who knows. And like you said, I mean, it may not pay off for a, a long time. Right. Exactly. exactly. And, and it's funny because it's, it's like it's so unbelievably hard and then it's so unbelievably easy. It's like... At first, it's like, how the heck could I make money? How could I sell a thing? <laughs> and then, and then, and then you're like, it's almost like I'm running a scam. I can't. <laughs> this is like, how are, is all this money coming in? People are paying for this thing. I feel like a scammer. <laughs> like, how is this possible? Like, I, this, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
At first, it's of like, course. you can't believe that anyone would buy it. And then at first, and then you're like, I can't believe that everyone's buying it. And it's, it's, it, it goes from that one extreme to the other where it's like, it's, it's impossible one day. And then the next day, you're amazed that it's working so well. And, and, and there's just the, 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 the transition between those two phases is the most challenging part because no one can tell you how you get there. Yeah, but it just seems like no matter what, the ri- taking that risk is necessary or else you'll never find out. So yeah. it, it, I feel like you guys should start another podcast, The Risk Takers. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> dun, but, dun, um, dun. <laughs> but no, uh, so one thing that stood out in that conversation, John, you were like c- contemplating like, well, what is next? And I'm thinking to myself, I, if I was in your shoes, I don't know what would be next. I'm thinking, imagine if you got Simple Programmer to be a well-oiled machine and everything's 100% what you want and you now are freed up to do the next project like what would you consider doing like i feel like i remember the last time we spoke to you you uh had the aspirations of being a game developer is that something you'd pursue or would you start another website or would you focus on making simple programmer even better like what what's your thought on that so there was this uh this this period of time actually i'm gonna read this this quote because this was was described me really well i gotta i gotta find it real quick here Okay, sure. I've been I've been reading this quote a lot, but I, it's because it's so awesome. Because it's it's like, wow, this is exactly what I was doing wrong with my life. So maybe I can help <laughs> some people <laughs> that might be doing the same thing wrong with their life. Uh, let me just pull this up here. It's... No problem. Okay, so before I read this, I do have to pre- preface this by saying that I am I'm a sexist pig. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> we already knew that, yeah. John. Go ahead. No, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being a sexist, racist, bigot, whatever, whatever I am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just accepting it myself. So fair enough. Uh, so anyway, this is because this is from a book called The Way of the Superior Man uh, by David Data, uh, and it okay. it says uh, it's the first chapter, and then I was like, dang, why didn't somebody hand me this when I was 19? Because this is my life right here. Stop hoping for completion of anything in life. And he says, most men make the error of thinking that one day it will be done. They think, if I can work enough, then one day I could rest. Or, one day my woman will understand something and then she will stop complaining. Or, I'm only doing this now so that one day I can do what I really want with my life. The masculine error is to think that eventually things will be different in some fundamental way. They won't. It never ends. As long as life continues, the creative challenge to tussle, play, and make love with the present moment with while giving your unique gift yeah so this is like me right this was my life was my problem was i'm like i need to retire (laughs) i need to like make enough money i was trying to invest in real estate so that i could do what i wanted to do right finally with simple programmers like i just need to grow to a certain point and automate it and get it running by itself so then i could do what i want to do in life right and that was always the goal. And that is, that is a pointless goal because you'll never reach that, right? That's what, you know, that, that the whole passage of that book is about is this idea that stop trying to do that. The whole point is a tussle. The whole point is giving your gift all the time. And I mean, certain things in my life in the last probably like four or five months have caused me to come to this realization from multiple points, but I had it wrong. Like the last time we talked, and, and, and I was talking about this, like, oh, what would I do? Maybe I should do game development. Like, that's what I really want to do. No, no, no. What I'm doing right now, like living my life, doing this thing, giving my gift, you know, being, being able to give what I can 
and help people as I can through simple programming and through what I'm doing. That is, that is my purpose and that is what I want to do. And, and I, and now that I've embraced that, I'm totally stoked to do that. I'm totally psyched up to do that. I don't, I'm not waiting anymore. And, and I can't tell you how good it feels to not be waiting for, for your life to begin, for, for waiting for you to finish so that you can do what you really want. When you start to realize that that's never going to happen and that you're already doing what you really want, what you're actually choosing to do today is technically what you really want because you have all the options to do whatever you want. I mean, you could go and, 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 and be a bum and, and live on the street or play video games all day. Like, you know, you could do whatever you want. So if you're choosing to do this, that must be it. Otherwise, change the course. And so when I look at my life and I say, well, this is what I'm doing and I'm choosing to do this, then this is what I want to do. And this is the, the, the thing that I bring. And so, yeah, so my whole perspective has changed on that. That doesn't mean that at some point in the future, I might say, hey, I'm going to start doing game development, but I'm not going to be like doing this in order to wait to do that, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm done playing oh, that absolutely. game now, so. Oh, that is such awesome advice, and I I really hope our listener took something out of that because I personally did. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, you're not pushing them off to be someday goals, and instead you're making them two day goals. That way, you're not putting them in the future, and instead of making it now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who sits around and plays video games, I'm pretty sure that is my goal, and I'm fine with it. I'm okay <laughs> with this goal. Yeah. It's let's hope the podcast blows up and we can do that professionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that'd be the dream. <laughs> but but, it, but uh, it's it's a struggle. I mean, so many people live their lives. You, you see them, they're like, oh, someday, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this and I'm going to retire. Or someday I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pay off all my debt and then I'm going to do this. Or someday this and someday that. Or someday I really want to, you know, be able to, to sail in the ocean. And, and they're wasting a majority of their life trying to get to that point. And then the reality of the situation is when they get to that point, and I know because I did get to that point. Because... I got to the point where I was like, you know, 33 and technically retired. I hit, I hit my goal. I was able to basically not work if I didn't want to and, and live a pretty good lifestyle. And then I was like, dang, I am at, I don't know if I can curse on your podcast, but. Oh, you can. <laughs> no, feel free. It's fine. I was like, dang, <laughs> I am fucked bad because now I got what I wanted and I don't know where to go from here. And that's the a big problem. Like you never want to get to that point. And if you're thinking that that's, that something is going to make you happy someday when you get to that point, you are going to reach the point where you are going to be, uh, you know, this is why people win the lottery and, and shoot themselves in the head. This is exactly why that happens. This is why people become rock stars and have, you know, uh, hordes of adoring fans and groupies. And they, they overdose on drugs or kill themselves is because they hit what they wanted, what they think they wanted. And then they realize that is not, that's not the purpose of life. So it's, it's better to, to find out early and to realize that what you're doing today, what you're doing now, you know, either do what you're meant to do and just live your life or embrace what you're doing and realize that that, that is the purpose. You know, how can you bring your gift to that thing? And realize that it's it's never going to be finished. All right, that's and enough just of my to, soapbox. Well, just <laughs> no, to that's pile great words that. of wisdom. I mean, you know, uh, Brennan pointed out, you know, I I would love to just be able to do play video games. And the thing is, is there are plenty of people making Minecraft videos for YouTube or Twitch TV or you know whatever game kind of 
hits the spot for you and, you know, is, is what you're into at the moment, you know, they go out, they make videos on Twitch and, you know, sure, they may never be rich, but if you're happy and you're never quote unquote rich, have you failed? That's a very valid point. Yeah. Money doesn't equate happiness at all. Right. You know, so, so honestly, if that's where you want to be, find a way to be there. I'm not saying that all of those places to be are necessarily both possible and sustainable, but if you don't try, you don't know. Absolutely. That's honestly the, like, the reason this podcast exists. It's like, I had this desire to do this and I, I just, if I was very nervous going into it thinking no one's going to give two shits about this nobody and no one's going to want to hear my, my opinions on anything. But then here we are like going on a hundred episodes and many guests later and stuff like it's just, it's crazy. You have to, you can't f- figure out without trying. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 Got to take that first step. And I know with a lot of those YouTubers and streamers, um, at least it seems like the smarter ones, realize that it's a limited goal like it's sustainable for now but you know who knows if youtube's going to be as popular as it is 40 years from now exactly they're not putting all of their like investment into youtube and thinking they can ride this out forever so it you know they could do it now and they're happy now but it you know you have to be a a look i hate the term realistic because realism is a perspective that varies between each person but they have to be understandable that companies change and i know one of the YouTubers I watch his videos, he says he left his network and now he's going to do stuff on his own because he's tired of having to work with a company. And he's very aware that this could blow up entirely in his face. So it's still going for his dreams and doing what he wants and no longer having to be held back. But he's aware that it just just because he's following his dream doesn't mean it's certain to succeed. You still well, have to work hard and figure out what you're doing. The The thing is, though, is that if he goes out and he does whatever it is that he does and it totally falls flat, and he doesn't make any money doing it, you know, or even loses a little bit of money, right? He invests something in it, and it, it doesn't work out. It's not a permanent failure, you know? Maybe he'll learn something about the, that particular market or audience, and the next thing is going to be the major win. Or exactly. maybe he'll learn, oh, well, uh, if I do things on this platform, then it'll pay off. And so he reboots and goes over to that platform, and it works out. But... I think there's a lot of thought around entrepreneurship that says, oh, well, you went out and you got all this investment or you went out and you tried to start your own company and bootstrap it and it failed, meaning that, you know, eventually you had to shutter the doors and let all your people go. But then the next one, you don't make those mistakes. I mean, by the time you figured out what you did wrong, it was way too late to salvage the thing, but you're still a much better entrepreneur. Um, I, I also think it's interesting. I've heard various stats about uh, the number of people that investors invest in that were invested in previously in another company. And so how many of these failures get repeat investment? And the reason is, is because they've learned a whole lot of lessons that these first timers just haven't learned. And so the investors, they see that these people understand the game and they'll bring it in. So okay. just because you're, you're heading at, you know, you're, you're going out and it's a little bit risky, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to fail forever, even if you fail on number one or number two or number 10. Absolutely. No, I hear that. And that's uh, good advice. Um, I think it's uh, difficult with the internet and with so many young uh, entrepreneurs going out there, especially with the help of YouTube and Twitter and like online social media campaigns and stuff, of seeing how young some of these people are that are being su- are doing super well. Like I think um, one of the 
uh, biggest, highest earning people from YouTube is PewDiePie. I, I've never really knew much about the guy, but he makes like millions of dollars a year and he just yells over video games. But it's because he's so young, people are kind of intimidated where they're like, Oh, well, if I'm not making millions by I'm, the time I'm his age, like 25, <laughs> it's like, well, then I'm clearly not as good. It's like, well, it's a different thing. So I know a lot of people who are aspiring to do something great entrepreneurially, entrepreneurial, not even going to say it, just going to skip over that word. <laughs> um, but they're trying to aspire to something great, but they're putting this weird limit on like their age where it's like, if I'm not, you know, making it by 27, then I might as well just stop and get like an office job and, you know, retire off that as opposed to like, I, I can't attribute the quote exactly, but I know it's a quote I really enjoy. Um, it says, never compare the beginning of your story to the middle of someone else's. Mm-hmm. So it's saying that, like, just because he got there at 25 doesn't mean he didn't work on it beforehand. Or maybe it was just dumb luck. But who's to say that's, like, his high point? Like, maybe he'll go to better things, or maybe he'll go to worse things. But you shouldn't be comparing it, like, if, th- if my uh, life isn't exactly like this guy's, then clearly I'm doing something wrong. Well, and I can guarantee you that PewDiePie doesn't appeal to everyone. I'm sure there are 40-year-olds that watch his videos and go, okay, now I'm going to go eat some rat poison because I can't do this anymore. (laughs) So, you know, there's some 40-year-old PewDiePie equivalent that, you know, could come out there and do something that appeals to 40-year-olds the same way that PewDiePie appeals to 17-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. you you just don't know until you really put something out there or until you see someone else succeed at it. And I can tell you that it's a little bit embarrassing when you've talked about doing something and you never got around to doing it and somebody else goes out and does, does what you were going to do, basically how you were going to do it, and they succeed at it. They win at it, and you're just like, Ugh, I could oh, I could have been them. I could have been a millionaire. Oh, I, I still I have that fear. There's like this game idea I've had harbored in my like brain for like years now, and I just have like it'd be the best video game ever, and I just don't want it to happen. I need to actually work on that. <laughs> it, it's funny yeah. too because yeah, I think it's uh, you you don't realize that you you shouldn't even compare yourself to anyone to start with, right? It's like the mm-hmm. best thing you should always compare yourself to yourself who you were yesterday. That's the fair comparison is like, you just want to be better than you were yesterday. You just want to compare yourself to who you were a year ago. I I always say, you know, I, I look at videos I've done or just like things I've written or, or, or what I've, who I was essentially a year ago. And I laugh. I'm like, Oh wow. You were such an idiot. And that's great because that means I'm growing. And when you stop doing that, you stop growing. That's who you want to compare yourself to. And that's, that's really the, the real gauge because the, the whole goal is, you know, there's always going to be someone better than you in everything, everything, whatever it is, you know, there's, there's, you're never going to be the best, but you can always be better than, than, than who you were yesterday. You can always be a better version of yourself. And that's the, that continual improvement is, is, it's what's important. And that's where the real satisfaction comes from. And, and, it, and it's something that you can achieve, you know, so that's I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they, they compare themselves to, to other people. It's it's not a fair comparison. And the only thing that you can the only security that you can really have in life is the inner security that you build up. It's it's, it's the, you know, the, the whole purpose of this this journey is is that we're you know, it's it's not the it's not the goal we're not chasing, you know, it's not like everyone thinks it's the goal. It's like getting the money or getting the girl or getting the whatever it is. It's the process that the, the character development that happens within you that it, that is required in order for you to achieve the goal. 
that's what you're really after. And that's, that's the thing. And so when you think of it that way, then all those failures, you know, the stops along the way, those are actually progress because it's, you know, it's when you hit that goal, you have become the person who is able to hit that goal. And that's what you're, that's the thing that's permanent. You know, you can lose money, you can lose fortunes, you can lose girls and fame and all that stuff, but you can't lose what you got inside. And so, you know, when you're, when you're basing everything off of that, then you know, your, your compass is pointing in the right direction. Absolutely. No, I, God, I just love having you guys on our podcast. It's such, uh, <laughs> such insightful stuff and it's really just valuable, uh, things to hear, especially at my age and or whatever the listener's age is. Um, but I just wanted to ask you guys real quick, do we have enough time to play uh, one of our conversation games? I'd love to have John go head to head versus Chuck. Ooh, All right. yeah. Bring it on, John. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. We're going to play I Was the Walrus. All right, so round one, we have John versus Chuck. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at a list of our categories here. Bren, do you want to actually throw one out there first? Sure. Let's just go right in with one of the more bizarre ones we have on this list. Oh, no. Oh, dear. In a fight to the death where only food is allowed as a weapon, what is your weapon of choice? I think I'm ready. Okay. All right, cool. All right, so round one, three, two, one, go. Stale breadstick. A whole side of beef. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, and a stale breadstick, like, is it sharpened at all? Yeah, or I was is just, just... going to say, yeah, it's a sharpened stale breadstick. Like a shiv. <laughs> it would be more yeah. like a breadstick shiv. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a world where breadsticks can draw blood. <laughs> Oh, uh, it adds flavor. Uh, no, but so, and then we have, uh, what was yours? Just a, beef? Oh, a whole side Slap. of beef. Oh, wow. There's plenty of bones in there that you can uh, pull out yeah, and fight with. Raw meat. If, if you can't them. just drop it on them in the first place. True. Yeah, I was going to say, that could probably just break a limb or something if you just huck it at them hard enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let Bren determine this one since you threw this category out. I'll be the judge <laughs> of the next one. Uh, it's tough to say. Because with the breadstick, you got. You got like agility, you got mobility, you can move around, you can huck and jive. Uh, the beef though, that would take some time if you want to like MacGyver like a rib out of it and turn that into a weapon as well. Um, so I feel like it comes down to just strength versus dexterity. Yeah, let me, let me remind you that garlic is poisonous to the bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's a vampire. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I think I, I really? may have made that up, but it's probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. All right. I was gonna say I'm sure there's some chef out there who cut his finger and then like grabs some garlic and. Uh, and that's just right. It, the it's dust. coated with yeah. a lethal dose of garlic. <laughs> um, I may have to go with the breadstick just because it's already like pointed, like it can just easy access in. 
uh, I just want there. I wanted that to be a true fact, and there to be like a book called like Garlic, the most dangerous ingredient. <laughs> John, when we get together in Las Vegas, Olive Garden is out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might get stabbed. All right, so uh, round two. Let's see here. I'll I'll pick one of these categories next. Um, hmm. So this is interesting. Uh, you have the ability to time jump only once and for five minutes where would you go and why or where would you go and what would you do in those five minutes so you have the ability to go anywhere in the frame of time for five minutes it's a very limited quantum leap exactly can we assume that we're invulnerable to harm yeah i'll i'll just go ahead and say you're in (laughs) god mode if you're jumping through time (laughs) You can assume that. I don't know if it's true, but we can assume that. <laughs> huh. Well, I think I know where I'd go, but I don't think it's going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> see, at least you have the right mindset. Some people just go with their answers whether or not, but see, you're thinking along the right uh, mindset. But no, you could, I don't know, the ball's in your court. Can Can I transfer an object? Um, <laughs> ooh, that's interesting. Take I'll say... You're both allowed to transfer a single object. Okay, I've got it then. I've got it far gone. Uh, I know that exactly what I would everything. do. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Take your time, Chuck. If now, given that new information, I would jump back to the Oscars like a few weeks ago and just snag the Oscar away from Leo and just go never and jump back in time. <laughs> I, I think I'm ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So round two. Uh, three, two, one, go. I would go 10 years into the future and get an iPhone 17. Ooh, whoa. You said okay. you could transfer an object. You didn't say which way or which way you could time travel, so that's where hey, I'm going. it's true. Good point. You're absolutely right. How about you, John? Okay, I would go back to... Uh, so mine starts actually... I would take everything that I know, all the most valuable lessons that I've learned in life, and I would put them into an audio recording on an SD card, like a 128-gig uh, SD card. Then I would go back in time to when I was 18, where I'd be smart enough to actually do something with that information and understand it, and I would give it to myself. Oh, wow. Okay, so I love both answers, because, like, I'm trying to put myself in each shoes. Like, do do I go in the future and come back with a super fucking awesome phone that nobody else has, and I can actually probably, like, reverse engineer it and get super rich? Or do I go... um, in the past and tell my or my previous self like all the keys to success and everything like that's just such an awesome predicament either is excellent um trying to think how do i determine a winner uh, which which would i prefer personally uh man john's causes a paradox i'm just saying no you're absolutely right and i was thinking <laughs> to myself i i would do exactly what uh chuck did but it'd be the android version so i'm oh, going to go with enough. chuck's answer <laughs> Let's hope uh, Android is still around that f- long in the future. Ten years in the future? Yeah. I, I yeah, actually I wonder- agree. I think the two platforms push each other. It's a good thing. But it's it's interesting because, you know, it's not just the technology, but it's, you know, there's a whole lot of culture around it. And so to spend five minutes figuring out what the culture is on it, I think would be really interesting, too. And you could appear clairvoyant for the next 10 years. Exactly, right? No, I, I think that was I guess, a solid answer. I guess, I guess mine causes a paradox, too, because... I could conceivably uh, affect the trajectory of the iPhone. True. If anything, I You're don't like think Marty there's... with a sports almanac. Yeah. yeah, I don't think 
paradoxes are avoidable with time travel. <laughs> yeah. But um all right, I would, well, that I makes would grab this... Ben Carson, bring him back, and have him kill baby Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> you could transfer a bullet to Hitler. I thought about that. See, <laughs> that might have won the game for you, John. That was pretty solid. All right. <laughs> but uh we are at round three, so this is a sudden death kind of scenario. Anyone who wins this wins the game. Uh let's see. Bren, do you have a category? Um I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go with one that's in the Slack or if I'm just going to do one off the top of my head. All right, I, I, let's just do this one because it's intriguing and I don't know what the outcome will be. I, I hope it's funny. Um, round three, what letter do, do you wish you could remove from the alphabet? And Bren, I'm going to need you to weigh in on an answer with this because I'm not sure what... Yeah, it's just... So out there. I think yeah, I have something... <laughs> Well, it's one of 26. Are we doing the English alphabet? Maybe the Greek alphabet? Ooh, okay. Get Getting rid of fancy. Omega. Who needs Omega anyway? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I think I have an answer to this. All right, and Chuck, did you say you're ready as well? Yeah. Okay, so this is for the win. Round three. Uh, three, two, one, go. F. Whoa. I was going to say J because then it would be Donald um Trump. <laughs> oh wow and f so wow that kind of screws everything up but then we can't say fuck that's the whole point (laughs) it's just uh, uh, the reason why i want to remove f is so that everyone will have to use v instead because then everyone will will have to say fucking you know (laughs) (laughs) oh whoa really fucking annoying <laughs> Everyone's get the vampire overbite. Yeah. Fuck. Oh wow, <laughs> that is impressive. Oh wow, and uh, I do like Chuck's Chuck's answer as well. But oh my gosh, those are both really tough. What do you think, Bren? Oh man, that's. What would we call Jolly Ranchers then? In Chuck's scenario, Happy Farmers. I don't know. Doctor Ulias Irving. <laughs> <laughs> Umanji the movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be Umani. Umani, oh, yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to have to go with uh, John's, just because of the weird idea of, like, vampire stereotype, like, lisp. Yeah, like, I I was leaning towards F myself, just because I, I would love to... You were going to F yourself? No, whoa. No, it's not that kind <laughs> of oh, damn it. Every time. But no, it seemed like uh, that would just be a hilarious reality where no one can... I don't even know. <laughs> It would just be like vampires swearing constantly. (laughs) But uh, thanks for playing, guys. That was fun. Uh, And we have a winner. It was John. All right. Yay. That was really fucking fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice all right guys well um that was a fun podcast i'm really glad that you guys could return um is there anything you want to plug obviously you guys have some podcasts maybe uh twitter or two i'm not really sure but i'll give you an opportunity right now go ahead john you know just i guess just go to simpleprogrammer.com and and subscribe to my youtube channel and watch all my my youtube channels you know because especially if you like stuff that's like you know like sexist <laughs> no real good programmer advice solid yes, stuff yes, people go check it out advice. that's what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> and how about you chuck 
So the things I have going on are devchat.tv. That's where all the podcasts are at. Um, also, allremoteconfs.com is where the programmer conferences are at. They're all remote conferences online. So no matter where you are, you can watch them. Uh, the only rub is it might be in the middle of the night, but that only happens if you're in the South Pacific or something. Uh, the last gotcha. one is if you are a programmer, you're new to the industry, you're trying to find a job, and uh, you want some advice on how to get that job, I am writing an ebook. You can get the details at getacoderjob.com. Um, I should have the website up here within the next week or two, and the book should be out sometime in April. So <clears throat> anyway, awesome. so if you have that going on, then check that out. Yeah, definitely will do. And uh, yeah, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to give us a like or follow, uh, we have Facebook and Twitter. Our handles ABT Silence. Uh, also, if you just feel like sending us an email for I was the Walrus category suggestions, you can contact us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. And Brent, how about your personal Twitter quick? Uh, my personal Twitter is about as inactive as I was on this whole podcast episode. So oh, okay. that's at ABTS Brendan. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, we really can't thank you guys enough for coming back to our show. Um, But we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.